0: God and find refreshing rest in your company. Have you noticed how there are basically three types of people in your circles? Those that drain you, those that are neutral, and those that replenish you. Well, the first two types can wear you out, which is why sometimes after a long day, I kindly alert my wife that I am peopled out and need a little space for a while, which is good, but not for long and not too often. We were designed by God with a deep need for replenishing company. So, find and cherish those warm and faithful friends. For more, check out markpg.org. 860
1: AM WAEC, Atlanta.
0: The following program is paid for by James Ware. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or Beasley Media Group. This is not a time to get distracted. This is not the time to go off course. This is not the time to lose your
1: focus. Got a word to do for the Lord.
0: The believers walking in the way of righteousness is now on the air. Our goal is to awaken you from the tradition and the errors of religion and bring you back to the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. If you have any questions or are in need of prayer, Please stay tuned until the end of the broadcast. We will give you our website and our mailing address. So at this time, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you our minister, Brother James Ware. Your destiny important to give up for anything.
1: God bless you. Truly we thank the Lord for being here this day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day, <clears throat> excuse me, by way of radio. At this time, let me pray, Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ. I thank you. I praise you. I honor you. God, I thank you for what you're doing what you're going to do. Thank you for how you are doing. It. Father, we thank you for the blessing that you've upon us. Now, Father, we ask you to bless us this day, that we speak that which you would have me to say, not according to my ideas, but according to your will. God, that we may say something that may encourage some. God, that, that one that discouraged may go forth and catch faith and believe you in the name of Jesus. And Father, that one, <clears throat> that one that feel they tuned in by accident. God let them know it was your will, your way, your plan for you to hear, for them to hear that which you would have them to know. We thank you. I praise you. I honor you in Jesus to Christ's name, I pray. Amen and amen. Truly we thank God for you, you, and especially you. I thank God for this day, for this is the day the Lord have made and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen, I really am. Amen because the Lord has been so good to me. In spite of the trials, the tribulation, the Lord have really, Really been good to me, Amen. In this day and time, Amen. We think when you say God been good to you, we often think about money, and uh, we, as saints of God, done got ourselves to believe just like the world. Just give me the money, give me the money, as long as I can get money. And here's the problem: you get the money. And you're still not happy because if it was, you wouldn't have millionaires breaking up. You wouldn't have millionaires killing themselves or uh, going through or whatever. So the dollar uh, dollar bill is not what blessings of God is because if you got a whole lot of money, just a whole or whatever amount that you can come up with, and you're afflicted in your body, and you can't go forth to spend it, then you're more miserable having the money and not being able to spend it. So it ain't the money, it's the blessings of God. God knows what you want, he know what you need, in spite of what you feel. Um, you know, I often think of the people that's in the Bible and how that they had to go through in order to receive the things of God. Now, I know every one of us, I shouldn't say every one of us, I'll say the majority of us, we want God to bless us, but do we want to go through to get to the blessing? You know, uh, we are saying that if you are sick in your body and you're going through are you willing to eat properly in order to transform I hear people's talking about well I got this and I got a matter of fact I heard somebody was saying that they had a book with uh, that would bring forth the healing and you do this and you do that and and but yet they never said anything about changing your diet and eating according to Leviticus, the 11th chapter. Listen, that's not salvation, but that is the word of God. And it is no different than you bought a automobile. And if you bought an automobile, you got uh, a driver's manual in the car. And it's going to tell you what kind of gas, what kind of oil, what kind of whatever you need to do to this car. Tell you all about it. And how is it that we would follow the manual for the automobile, but then we can't follow the manual for your body? Uh, people's got high blood pressure and they still eating unclean food. And I'm not preaching about that today, but I'm just being led of the Spirit of God you got to change. I have to change. Listen, when I turned 39, uh, 39, I heard the word of God. And I heard the preacher say it. And uh, the preacher said that um, you need to, if you don't want the generational curse, well, uh, you need to change your diet. Well, the generational curse that was in my family was the high blood pressure and diabetes. And when my dad now was in their 50s and early 60s, my mom and my dad had high blood pressure and uh, had uh, uh, diabetes. And I, in turn, read the scriptures, and I was determined— I didn't want it. Now I'm the oldest of uh, eight. I'm the oh, oh that's under me. It's, it was eight under me, and I was determined not to uh, get in that position. And the Lord blessed me that I don't have it, and and I neither one of them. And guess what? I look at all my other brothers and sisters all but one they have either both or one and I credit it to at 39 changing my diet when you change your diet believers then you can get the blessings of God I know we don't the preachers don't preach that just like the preachers don't preach the, uh, the dress code, the preacher don't preach the dress code anymore. And they don't do that because they don't want to run anybody away from the church. So therefore, the people's come to fellowship uh, any kind of way and doing anything. And the Bible says, according to the book of Psalms, Psalms the first chapter of the book of Psalms, Tell you, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Some of you brothers that come to church, you standing in the way of uh, sisters. You causing them not to do what? Not to receive salvation because they focusing on you. Some of you sisters calling young men to focus on you and not focus on salvation. And because you are doing that, then you are standing in the way of a sinner. Wouldn't that be bad in the day of judgment? You thought you were so religious. You thought you were so this, so that. And lo and behold, you see the blood of them on your hands. Hey, man, that's going to be a sad day. Now, you say, well, why is you talking then? I don't know. I'm just saying that's what um, came to me to just say that we're losing out, believers. We're taking things uh, uh, out of context, taking and we're justifying things that we are, are doing wrong. When we should be doing right, the Bible says, "Follow peace with all men, and holiness without which no man should see the Lord." That's what the Scripture says. So we got to be holy, and we holiness more than just saying that I do this or I don't do that. You know, we we have established, we have established what we call holiness. We have established what we call righteousness. I've heard people say, this is sin, that is sin. This is not a sin, that's not a sin. But nobody want to go according to the scriptures. How can you say this when you have not? The Bible says what sin is. Sin is the transgression of the law. Now, that's what sin is. So it's not a debate about this, about that, about is this too much or that too much, or is this sin or that sin. We got to come back to the Bible and allow the Bible to do the talking. When we allow the Bible to do the talking, then we can—it uh, uh, I, I, used to be a, uh, uh. old preacher— that list he used to say, "Listen to me. Let the Bible t- preach. Let the Bible preach." That's what he used to do to tell the people that uh, what he wanted them to see. So, what am I saying? Here's what I'm saying, believers: that if we just come back to the Bible, now it's good to be with somebody that's going for and causes you to grow. And, and they are seeking God's way, God's plan, God's will. But if they are not willing to walk in holiness and walk in righteousness, you got to separate yourself because, listen, it is coming a day. And see, we don't got this thing all mixed up. We think if I do this and if I do that, I, I was uh, getting ready to go on Facebook. And I just turned the Facebook on, and, and then it showed two things, and then it went to this TikTok thing. I think I said that right. And as it go into the tick, uh going to the other part of Facebook, I don't want to mess it up. Every they have a little minutes this and a little minutes that, and I'm listening to people's done recorded over the preachers. And they were saying different things. See, we got the wrong concept. What makes you great? It is is humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. If you can't humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, then it don't matter what you're doing. You know, the Bible say, talks about uh, how that the greatest preacher that you read about. And now, if I was saying. Who was the greatest preacher? I would probably say Moses or Elijah or Elisha, um, Daniel, uh, some of them. I'm just being honest. That's what James Well would say. But you know who the Bible said was the greatest preacher? It was John the Baptizer. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, the Bible says... Um uh, matter of fact, I'm going to read it. I won't even have to say what it says. In uh, St. Luke, the 7th chapter, and the 18th verse, it says, uh, And the disciple of John showed him, No, that's not where I want to go first. I want to go in John and read about him. Uh, John 10, I think that's why I want. John 10 says, then I'll, I'll come back to that. Uh, John 10 said, uh, well, it was, and, okay, and many restored unto him and said, John did no miracles, but all things that John spake of him, of this man, were true okay so let me let me break something down to you now John didn't do no miracles he wasn't one that says oh I'm gonna lay hands and as Peter uh, Nim says silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus rise up and walk he is a man that was been paralyzed Every sense a child up, here's somebody that, that Paul, the Bible declared that, the, that when Peter and them up, Paul shout a, uh fell upon the person, they was healed. And I'm saying, uh, that, to me, that would be the greatest preacher. But you know what? John the Baptist, out of all the things that all the other brothers did, John the, Bap- the baptizer, was the greatest preacher. Now, what did John do uh, for that the rest of them didn't do? Well, when we read, we'll say that uh, John the Baptist only told them about Christ. Now, see, we done got so far out. And now we got to have a revelation on this. We got to have a, a seminar on that. We got to have a... Uh, uh, a man conference, a a woman conference. We got to have all this stuff. And in the midst of all this, we are living beneath our privileges. We are uh, looking more worldly, acting more worldly, dealing with the things of this life. More so, the Bible told us, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world, if any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I can find so many of uh, preachers today, not just who we call great. It's the only thing they're talking about, loving the world. See, now don't get me wrong. Hold up, hold up. Don't get me wrong. You are in the world. You must continue in the world until you get out of the world. But guess what? Being in the world, but you shouldn't be of the world because when you are of the world, then you will find yourself measuring yourselves by yourselves. What you mean, Brother Well? You are saying things really that you ought not to say. You are doing things, I'm sorry, that you ought not to do. And when you do that, you will find yourself seeking the will of the people, giving praises to the people, get want people to give you praise. So we leave away from the foundation of why you was called. You was called for a purpose. See, I, I, I listen to me. I believe that I could never, uh, uh do anything. That I thought I could do when I started doing it. But once I kind of learned a couple of scriptures, then I want to rely on James Ware. And when I rely on James Ware, James Ware would always lead somebody in the wrong direction. See, our goal should be we first and foremost going to Christ, we should be. A Christ disciple, meaning we should be Christ followers, meaning we should be Christ's team. We should be on Christ's team. Uh, a friend of mine uh, would say that uh, if you want to be right, you if you want to be a winner, you got to get on their team. And, and I know it's for, uh, it, they just joking, okay? It's not serious, but what what they are saying is, if you're going where I'm going, then you got to go with me, okay? When John was on the team with uh, Christ, he was on Christ's team, so he wasn't exalting himself. He wasn't trying to be. You know, when you look back at John, first of all, when you go back, the Bible declare he wore uh, garment of camel's hair. So he wasn't concerned about this preacher uh, wearing this type suit or that type suit and, you know, every style that come out, the preachers want to hurry up and do it. I looked at, I, it, it's sickening to me. I say to Brother Ware, not to nobody else, to see if I can look at the World Brother's that's in the street wearing their jeans with toe and in the knee and knee cut out. Boy, I remember one time uh, I was uh, had to go to school. And and uh, in the midst of it, I had been playing marbles. And at that time, you know, the old folks thought marble, playing marbles was gambling. So they would whoop you about it if they catch you. Uh, so what you would do if you play marble, unless you get excited and you win it and you got a agnet, a big agnet to knock them out, then you will find yourself tearing a hole in the knees. And when I did that and I thought that, okay, I get away with it and then they come out with the patches that you can put in there and iron on, that's what mom and them used to do. but... Just that chance, Daddy wanted to teach us a lesson. So he said, no, you're going to wear them pants to school. Boy, I thought that was the worst thing that I had to wear some pants that one of the knee is out. Now they're buying clothes like that. So what I'm saying, I understand things don't change, but I just don't see how we as ministers of, God, of the gospel would be trying to follow the world. They come out with the skinny, uh, skinny suit, that little scoop, pistol leg, whatever you want to call. it, Then there they are doing the same thing. What are we saying as ministers of the gospel? We are telling peoples that oh, just follow the world. We'll be all right if we follow the world. If we do what the world do. You, listen, you're going to only get worldliness in the church. That's what's going to happen. And that's what we have. And that's why a lot of us can't get delivered from certain areas that plague in your life. See, everybody, the Bible says that we all have sinned and came short of the glory of God. Now, if we all have sinned and came short of the glory of God, then Therefore, when you come to Christ, then you surrender your life. And then the Bible say, "If any man be in Jesus, he is a new creation." It don't say Jesus, but it uh, it says, "If any man be in Christ, okay, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new." Now, listen to me, listen to me. If all things that became new, that mean all. That don't mean a few things. So, therefore, listen to me. If I was drinking, uh, being a drunk, then I don't be a drunk no more. If I was uh, smoking marijuana, then uh, I don't do that anymore. What you saying, Brother Webb, this will carry you to hell, what you just said. I don't know where to carry you. I really don't. Uh, but I do know this: that the Bible have told me to be a light to the world, uh, uh, to to those that's walking in darkness. And when I did that, I was walking in darkness. Now I'm not walking in darkness. So guess what? I have learned a new way. Okay, I have learned a new direction. As I go back to John the Baptist, Baptizer, John the Baptizer was a man that didn't worry about the fashion. Yes, you need to be clean. Yes, you should look presentable. But why is it that we allowing the world to dictate to us? Just as when they had Freak Me, I was living here in Atlanta. Then the next year, all of a sudden, the preachers now come up talking about, uh, uh, I forgot what they call it. Now, I guess I ain't need to mention it. But uh, they come up with the same idea. Right over there, Paul wanted to have uh, 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 Jesus, Nick, or something. But it's sad that the world is our leader instead of we being the leader. Now, what made John the Baptist so great? John the Baptist had pulled away. He was uh preaching in the country. In the he didn't go in the city to preach there. He didn't go to try to uh, uh get the crowd or whatever. He allowed the Spirit of God to move. He was teaching in the wilderness. So therefore listen, when you come to John uh fume, I mean uh, John uh uh, uh message John was lifting up Christ. Let me tell you something. A matter of fact, I tell you what, when we come off of, when I come off a of break, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. Because, see, first of all, John Mama, when John Mama came to Jesus' mama, which is cousin, here's what happened. The Bible says that he leaped. John leaped in his mother's womb, receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost even before he came out. He was rejoicing in her womb. Then in the midst of that, therefore, the Lord began to call him and set him aside. He came for a purpose. He kept his mind on the purpose, and he fulfilled his purpose. I'm going to tell you more about him when I get back. Um, I know that God is going to trouble your spirit, your heart, so that you can see the direction of God. God bless you. Praise the Lord, my friend.
0: Brother Ware will return shortly. Oh, yes, I could call you when I, need when I you, said you
1: answer. Said you'd answer, yes, when I when I you, said you Well, we are back. Four four three five five eight six nine nine. Question or comment? Amen. We thank God. We thank the Lord. Amen. For what we're doing. We are here today. Amen. Uh, but I, I'm i trying to wake us up because it's in my spirit, been in my spirit, that how could John be so great? And he never did nothing but talk about Christ. Listen, believers, that's what the enemy got us going in the wrong direction. We are talking about everything except lifting up Christ. Folks ain't getting saved no more. Oh, they get religious. Yeah, they join the church. Yeah, they get in up under this ministry, that ministry. They doing all this. But they never really have that genuine experience to know that Christ will do what he said he would do and that's why the world the world we following the world so badly believers i mean just look at it uh back when i back in the 70s you didn't hear nothing about no um uh, rap gospel you know why because they weren't a part of the world you didn't hear about this you didn't hear about those things that we dealing with now people Yet yeah, you say but brother where sin was still in the world yeah, war I know it was guess what but it was some more people's living right and because they was living right the Lord allowed them to bring forth a transformation of people's doing them wrong I, I truly believe now we can say what we will and I'm guilty of this I believe that uh, once the preachers, just a few, get together and find out is this uh, COVID nineteen is of the devil, or is of Christ? You say, wait a minute, brother. Well, how can it be of Christ? See, the wrath of God comes upon the children of disobedience. That's how. That just one scripture. I can give you five others. Okay, but that's just one scripture the wrath of God could be coming upon the children of disobedience. I'm saying that here's John the Baptist. He wasn't worried about the dress code. He wasn't worried about, you know, how they all at that time, uh, you can check out Nicodemus and you can check out uh, uh, Dr. Luke. They all uh, wanted, uh, a lot of them wanted to uh, higher education and nothing wrong with that, okay for the world and for the person that want to go forth in the Lord. But it is when we have overstepped our boundaries. Yes, we have overstepped, we don't just uh, uh, wedge God out of the picture. We don't wedge, wedge salvation or repentance and believe the gospel. we don't wedge it out of the picture. What you're saying, brother, we got our own concept of what is the gospel. We got our own oh, this person over here believe that. That person over here believes something else. But they all are going in a form of godliness, but denying the power there are. Yes, the power that can transform their life. The power that they can say without a shadow of a doubt that God is a healer. God is a deliver. We don't even want to uh, let God even deal with family problems no more. We don't give it to God. We say, I tell you what, if you don't do right, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to say. We got a made-up mind that we got it our way. But let me tell you about John. Back to him. Not only he didn't have the education, as far as we know now, Really he wasn't but six months older than Christ. Now when he first laid eyes on him, now I don't know what he was doing what this I, I, I can't find the uh uh the history on him and what he was saying. But one thing that he was doing that he was baptizing in the Jordan River and in the midst of this John Jesus decided before he went to the wilderness that he uh wanted to go and be baptized now he wasn't he wasn't being baptized like we, like we're doing now what we are doing now is saying I died out of sin and I rose into a newness of life that's what he was doing that's that's what we are doing now. Uh, the Bible tells us in the third chapter of the book of John, and, and we're baptizing unto him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. Do you know what? We don't do that anymore. No, no. We want them to join the church. We want to get our crowd together. We want to get the money together. So it ain't about uh, them confessing sins and coming out of sins, but when they saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees uh, 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 coming to be baptized. See, we always got religious folk, they come to be baptized. Why? Because that was the going thing. They didn't know whether I wanted to be right or whether I wanted to be wrong. I don't want to miss it, just in case. We got people doing that now. Oh, I'll join the church, but I'm not gonna change my life. I'm not gonna read the Bible. I'm not gonna seek God's way. I wanna bring certain song if I'm an R and B uh, uh uh person. When I get converted, then all the gospel song. I want the R and B uh 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 rap to it. The uh the sound to it. In other words, I wanna hold on to what I want. But anyway, the bring folks, he say. John hollered to them, look, since you come in here, then bring forth fruit worthy of are repentance. The question is, what is your fruit worthy of are repentance? Not according to James. Where? No, ma'am. No, sir. What is your, what is your fruit? If, if your fruit is nothing but you paying the tithe, because that's all the preacher wants you to do. Join the church and pay tithes, okay? It goes deeper. It goes further. It goes that you want to obey the Scriptures and come out of sin and follow But anyway, and of course, then John began to rebuke them. Let them know that the ax is at the at, at the root of the tree. In other words, you got to get right. See, people today... Uh, want to play with this thing, and it's real. It's real. So anyway, moving on to uh, John. Uh, John began to talk, uh, preach, and he, Heron, came to one of his messages that he had. In the midst of him coming in and message, John did what we can't do today because, you know, we want to be political correct. We don't believe in open rebuke people. We would rather talk to people and talk about people once they're gone. We talk about them believing that, oh, uh, that's going to get them scraped. But the truth of the matter is, listen, John rebuked them open, Say it's wrong to have your brother's wife. Other words, nowadays, I promise you, preachers don't care. that It used to be when I first come along, they act like they backslid it, at least left the church for a little while. Then they uh, uh, divorce and remarry. But now, hey, everybody doing it, so we don't worry about it. But if you want to be like John, you got to come away from that. You got to stand up and tell them that they are wrong that they got to seek God's will. They got to seek God's face, They got to walk according to that which God have ordained for them to do. Well, anyway, let me go on. So after John began to tell him that he was wrong, then his wife, you know, the wife-to-be, he probably wouldn't have married her. And since he wasn't going to marry her, she decided, because, see, you know, you have to watch who you're made of. If she's not willing to pray, then guess what? You got a problem. And I, I, some of us had to learn it the hard way. Amen. some of us, if they're not willing to pray, then how in the world can you say that they are of God? How can you say God sent that person in your life when they have not? Committed himself to cry out to God for you and for them, and guess what? John the Baptist's wife. Man, I wish I had more time. I I can read my scriptures on her, but here's the problem: she decided that she's gonna stop him. You know, you know how they how you do your pillar talk. She did the pillar talk on King Heron after. Um, after he had his birthday party and his birthday party she had her daughter which was his stepdaughter to be to dance and see once you get a little this in you and a little alcohol and you get your buddies around i was um went to go get a haircut and it's amazing how that people can go to talking about things and you'll jump right in there and hollered, no, no, that ain't how it works. But guess what? What you should do is just shut up and be in the right to them. But anyway, uh, John the Baptist uh, began to cry against that sin. See, when you cry against a certain sin, then the people will automatically separate themselves from you or get you separated. So he decided to lock, had him locked up. And of course he got locked up. And he was in the jail. Now guess what? John had been used to being in the in the open country. In the midst of him being in the open country, you know, you get locked up, then everything changed. That's just like taking a country boy and putting him in the city. Once he get in the city, he just they he just ain't right. He wanna get back to his roots and the things that he growed up doing, and so on, unless he continued to keep doing it enough, and then he finally would get used to it. But the truth of the man, they used to say, they had a saying, you can take the person out of the country, but you can't take the country out of them. Now, this uh, John the baptizer was used to being free. He was used to being Uh, in the position that he can go when he want to go, do what he want to do. The Bible says here in Luke, the seventh chapter, and the disciples of John showed him all these things. And the Lord called unto, uh, I'm sorry, and John called unto, unto the two of his disciples and sent them to see Jesus, and saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? Now, John, is that proved that he was flesh. He wasn't no super person. He had feelings, he had desires, just like everybody else. So now that he locked up, the same man, that once Jesus came to him in the midst of all the people, John says, according to St. John, Behold, the Lamb of God that come to take away the sins of the world. Now, all of a sudden, he's in the jail doubting. His disciples was beginning to doubt him. And because his disciples was beginning to doubt him, then all of a sudden he said, Look, man, y'all need to go uh, y'all need to go do something that find out is this him, or should I look for another one? I must be got the oven because see I done heard that Jesus was sitting with sinners. I done heard that Jesus was drinking wine with the sinners. I done heard about he went to sinners house when Zacchaeus went up the sycamore tree. And brought, came down, he said, I must abide in your house. He done had the prostitute to even uh, rub his feet. And here she is. We know that this man done seen. He must, be don't know what we know. Because what we know, this woman had been doing just about everything that could have been done. And yet, and yet, he let her rub his feet and wipe his feet, and then he prays her? Uh-uh, something wrong. So now John done got all this, you know, uh, bad things travel real fast. Good thing, mm, take it a while to go somewhere. But in the midst of it, in the midst of what he was experienced, he was experienced that he shut up, he can't be the man of God that he was used to being. He was used to going for. He was used to doing this in the prison. I mean, in the in the in the woods and all this. He was used to eating honey. He was used to honeycomb. He was used to eating grasshopper. I heard that that, and the first thing I wanted to do, uh, uh, catch a grasshopper and and see how it tastes because. I, John the Baptist, had did So guess what? It wasn't no taste of mine, so, hey, I, 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 I say I stick with the other stuff. But anyway, John, this man had this mentality that now all of a sudden he discouraged. Now let me say this, brothering, You that getting discouraged because of the fact that we're looking at all the stuff that's going on we looking at look like anybody successful. They do everything but preach the gospel. They do everything but stand on the gospel. I'm saying today, if there ever was a time you need to stand forth and to know that Jesus is yet on the throne, to know that all this is the will of God for the real saints of God to come forth, to stand up. And that we, this is a separator. Because there is a way that seems right to a man, but in there are other ways of death. So let me tell you something. When we, and I, I, I got to go down because I'm running out of time. And I'm trying to get to what I'm trying to uh, show you. The Bible declared that um, John the Baptist's disciple, when he sent them to Jesus, and said, I want you to go ahead, is that, if, you, if you the one, uh, should we, he look for, a, let me just read that for And when the men were come, I'm reading from uh, Luke, the seventh chapter and the 20th verse. It said, and when the men were come unto him, they said, uh, John the Baptist has sent us to thee, saying, are thou? He that should come or look we for another. Otherwise, I'm in prison now and I don't let my friends, my carnality friends done came and visit me. Now they don't put doubt in my mind. Now I can't, they saying, I don't understand it, John. All while you was preaching, we couldn't find him. You just kept saying, we're going to see him. Now that He's saying that he's supposed to be out. We can't find uh, 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 you. You locked up and he ain't even came and visited you. Uh, you know how they do this thing. So, guess what? John the Baptizer uh, uh, said, Look here, brother, hurry up and let me know something. Thank God that they did go and sit in one of the service. But here's what happened. The 22nd verse, my brethren, it says, Then Jesus answered and sisters, and Jesus answered them, Go your way, and tell John what things ye have seen. In other words, it's not a debate. We ain't got to debate nothing. I ain't got to explain nothing. What did you do, Jesus, that the thing that they seen and heard, he said, how that the blind see. Oh, wait a minute, John, you can't even pray for the blind, but the blind was still blind. But now the blind see. And he said, guess what? And the lame walk. John didn't we don't remember him having lame the walk. Listen, the preachers today is, is faking this stuff. They're not doing anything because God can't trust them with the power in his anointed because they were prostituted and be in the world and grab hold to the prostitution of the the miracle of that God have come. Wait a minute and, and that the blind see. Now some of us right now I listen, I'm guilty on that. I would that I know a sister that uh won't prayer for her eyes, she, she was seeing, but she had a couple of strokes, and she lost her sight. And I pray for her every single day. Why? Because I want God to bless her. But then the Lord began to, to uh, 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 trouble my spirit. First and foremost, let her get a foundation of the Word, because she might get the sight back and forget about me. Anyway, uh, you say, oh, that's just an excuse. It might be. But guess what? Until he get me there, I'm going to keep going and trying. But anyway, uh, the blind say, and the lame walk, and the left is clean, and the deaf here. But wait a minute. And the deaf uh, here, and raise. Now, here's the, here's the picture of what I'm wanting to get to. Boy, I need another hour (laughs) to get to what I want to finish on this one. But here's what he said. And to the poor, the gospel is preached. Let me ask you something today. Do you know that the church that became, according to the book of Acts now, according to the book of Acts, they had it. When one come into church and they was poor, they weren't poor no more. We got the ministers and maybe a few deacons, maybe a few people in high office, but the church is not in one accord. The church is not doing what the scripture says. They don't have all things in common. What makes us different and, and, and the, what makes us different is that we go through the scripture and we change everything. You know why we change everything? Because we want to still be in the world and still be in the church. We want to still do the things that the world doing and still do the things that we want to do. Yes. But I'm telling you, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day we put our uh, 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 separation Holiness or unholiness, it can't be mixed, folks. We can't mix it together. I know that society want to do so. I know society want to say, okay, it's okay. It's this all right. As I said on a couple of weeks ago, listen, one of my favorite records was by the Staple singer, I'll Take You There. Let me tell you something. If that record came out today, it would be a gospel record. But it wasn't a gospel record. And the reason it wasn't a gospel record is because, I mean, that uh, yeah, the reason it wasn't a gospel record, it wasn't glorifying God. It was glorifying she taking you there, wherever there was. So what I'm saying, when the people repent and seek God's face, when they repent, and cry out to God, then we'll be like it was here in the book of Acts. We will have all things in common, and the peoples of God will see the wisdom and the knowledge of God going forth. It's sad to be in the situation that we are seeing today and calling ourselves righteousness. And we wonder how come all these other uh, cults, as you call them, pulling peoples out. Because they look at us, and we're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. We are not showing forth a separation. We are not. We don't even want to stop eating the wrong thing. We don't even want to stop drinking the wrong thing. We don't even want to stop wearing the wrong thing. You say, but it ain't wrong, brother. Okay, guess what? Would you be comfortable if you had to stand before God at the gates with what you stuff that you put on, some of the stuff that you put on, some of the stuff that you eat, would you eat it in the midst if you had Christ at your table? I don't think so, but that's for you to judge, and I'll leave it in your hand. Father, we thank. Father, we praise you. Father, I honor you for this day that thou hast blessed me, and I ask you to move in a special way. God, deal with the hearts of those who, God, that was crying out for deliverance. That one, that one that's seeking salvation. God, I thank you for them. I ask you to bless them, strengthen them, encourage them in this last and evil day. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus the Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. Listen, believers, it is really high time No, no, no. I'm not trying to get you to come on board with Brother Webb. If God didn't lead you to, to be a blessing to us or to come on board with us, then don't worry about it. Listen, but I am trying to get you to see that there is no way that we can look around and see the church as we see it today and say that it's walking according to the Scriptures. How that is so far away. We're not talking about this church or that church, because listen, as I told you, I pastored a church for 28 years. And I was teaching, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. But I was going out to eat and I had man service and maid service uh, doing it. So guess what? It didn't do me no good. You say, well, wait a minute. What you mean it didn't do you no good? See, we got to examine ourselves. That's what the scriptures say. We have to do that. I can't do that. Nobody else can do that. But examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith. When you can examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith and and go forth and measure it according to the scriptures, not according to what the pastor said, because half of the pastor is playing on the fence anyway. So anyway, we are looking to hear from you. Check us out. That's James, Brother James Ware, uh, dot org. Our website is Brother James We would love for you to visit the website. My telephone number is 404 293 7557. That's 404 293 7557. Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, you don't have the problem you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you.
0: Praise the Lord. I pray that the message that you just heard was an eye-opener and a blessing to you. If you would like to hear this message and many of our other messages, please log on to our website, brotherjamesware.org. That's brotherjamesware.org. Now, if you have a desire to contact Brother Ware for special prayer or just to be a blessing to our program, you may write a letter to P.O. Box 232, Easley, South Carolina, 29641. That's brotherjamesware, P.O. Box 232,